0: And welcome to the inaugural edition podcast of Lights, Camera, Sports. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Galtieri. So happy to be joined alongside one of our favorite guests, uh, the one and only John Gallagher, head coach, University of Hartford men's basketball, the Hartford Hawks. And coach, thanks so much for joining us on this first po- podcast. You've been so nice over the years to join us in the studio, and now we're in the podcast.
1: Michael, how are you, my friend?
0: Great, great. And how are you doing, coach?
1: Doing phenomenal, man. Doing phenomenal.
0: Great. So the Hawks, you know, obviously tough loss yesterday against Vermont, but uh, overall, I think when I look at Hartford and the Hawks, you take a look at the big picture with you guys, and what sticks out to me immediately when I look at your program is that big win uh, against ACC foe Boston College.
1: It was a great win. It was a great night for our program, and uh, you know we got to continue to build off of it, but. You know, it, you know, we had Rutgers beat earlier in the season of 12 with 4.5 to go and uh, couldn't finish it. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest thing for us is uh, stay in the course. I think we have a lot of the, the right pieces, and uh, it's just staying in the course.
0: Yes, no question about it. Case people just haven't followed along over the years, head coach John Gallagher, Hartford Hawks. John, I believe you're in their seventh year now with the Hawks?
1: Whoa! Time flies.
0: <laughs> and uh, just to give you a quick background, played at Saint Joe's college basketball. What, what was that experience like playing at the college level?
1: Well, Coach Martelli was such a wonderful person and a great mentor, and uh, just a, a really a guy that gets it. And uh, it was really um, just such a joy to play for him. And uh, you know, I, I think when you have that experience. Um, it it really uh makes you want to coach, so if you have a great experience, you want to coach if you have a poor experience, you know you want to go uh do something else so um i, I i'm 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 thankful to him uh for everything he uh inspired me to do and uh um, uh he sort of set me on my journey.
0: And was there a moment when you knew you wanted to be a coach? Uh, was there a particular moment, or just growing up, did you always want to be a college basketball coach or a basketball coach in general?
1: I, I think, it, you know, it made me understand. Uh, it made me want to coach, obviously, more. I've always wanted to coach, but, you know, you can have one experience that sort of, uh, you know, damages the, the, the uh, I don't want to say the innocence, but uh, the path, um, and, uh, you yeah, know, I think he propelled uh, many of us who played for him to want to coach.
0: Well said. And then you you go from there. Correct me if I have it wrong, but I believe you went to Lafayette right after St. Joe's as an assistant coach. Yeah,
1: so I go head over to uh, Lafayette. Excuse me, not Lafayette. I went to LaSalle University. LaSalle. Uh, I was at LaSalle for five years in the Atlantic 10. I worked for Speedy Morris and uh, Billy Hahn, and there were two wonderful experiences And then from uh, there, I went to Lafayette College, and um, it's where Fran O'Hamlin, sort of my profound mentor, got it. uh, uh, You know, uh, you know, he's a Renaissance man. uh, uh, um, You know, he's like the wisest, one of the most insightful people I've ever been around. So I spent two years there, and he's just a special person. Um, And then from uh, from Fran. I went to um uh, uh, up here to Hartford my first stint as the associate head coach with Dan Leblets and
0: uh Dan's a friend Dan, of the program he's been on many times as well back in his days when he was a head coach of the yeah, Hawks.
1: Just a great person and uh he really um he, he's a he's a guy that i uh I'm still very close to and uh um, he's a wonderful person so you know I think I think one of the things um, that, that we have to do um, is be thankful for everyone that taught us. So uh, Dan is, uh, you know, when I say we, I mean my, everybody in the program. Like Dan's taught me so much. France taught me so much. Uh, and then from there I went to Penn, University of Pennsylvania, and, and uh, I was two years at Penn with uh, Glenn Miller. And then I was 11 days at Boston College with Steve Duniau. Um it was like an older brother to me, and uh, from there we went. Uh, eleven days later, after I got the BC job, I was at uh, I got the Hartford job, and it's been a dream ever since.
0: Can you just quickly go over that story? It's always I always enjoy hearing that story about the eleven days with a program. Being um, a good time at BC, how how it all played out, the timeline. Say that again. Could you talk about how the timeline happened when you were at BC yeah, for eleven no, I days?
1: Got, I got I got the BC job. I was there eleven days. Met, met the AD. Met all the people there. and Was just recruiting for BC. And there was guys in Australia that I was recruiting that ended up. Uh, I thought BC we had a really good shot at. Uh, uh, you know some uh, some of the best players in Australia. Some of them ended up at St Mary's, um, but we ended up. Um, get a Hartford job opened and basically what we did uh, the A D called me Pat Miser at the time and uh we uh she said, Are you uh do you have an interest in leaving B C now? I said, Well if it's for the Hartford job, yes And Steve was very encouraging to get that job and um when I got it it was just such a relief and uh, dream come true
0: yeah and Joe you've had a lot of success uh with the program on the verge of the NCAA's uh birth. i know that will happen in the next couple of years with harford Hawks uh just talk about what are the you talked about you want to be a head coach at the harford Hawks What is the good selling points to the program uh what are the points that you could base on to make it successful
1: well the 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 thing that stands out to me uh the first thing um is the people here at the university. And, uh, I think it's, this is a, a relationship place. You come to the university because it's such a, a wonderful place to, uh, great degree, great academic institution. Um, and I think that's one, uh, you know, second, um, you get to, if you're coming to Hartford, you're going to try to accomplish something that's never been done and meaning to get to the NCAA tournament um but more importantly my as i always say this in recruiting is my goal is to have two tables at your wedding um because then that means we've had uh, a meaningful relationship with the people in the program so two tables of Hartford teammates coaches and friends within the the program then then you've had a, a meaningful relationship so uh that to me uh and then if you if you've done that you're going to end up winning uh, games, it's going to happen. Okay, it is going to happen. Uh, you know, and I think that is something that we all strive for. And um, uh, you know, I think we're close to doing it. And you know, even after a tough loss yesterday, I, there's so many good things happening with our program. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, I was paying attention to the game yesterday. You had a great second half comeback. I'm sure that's uh, something you could build upon as you head now into the heart of the American East Conference.
1: Yeah, we got to bounce back. We have a huge game against UMBC Wednesday. And, uh, it, you know, it's, a, it's a fun and exciting time, so we got to be ready to go.
0: Coach, talk talk about this year's squad. Obviously, when you look at the top players, Jason Dunn, Jalen Ross, uh, just give us a to fans who may not be uh, day-to-day involved with the program, what can they expect uh, from the Hawks this year as we go into conference play?
1: So, the first thing is... Uh, as we go into conference plays, I think we're a deep team. I think we're a team that is going to be way better in March than we are today. And, um, I think when we, uh, play with great clarity and great vision, uh, great things happen when we, uh, overthink things. I think that's when we get in trouble. So we just have to continue, um, to simplify, you know, both sides of the ball and uh just let our guys react and play and I think that's a that's a huge thing for us.
0: And you look at scoring, who are the top scorers this year for the Hawks?
1: Well, the two top scorers are uh, Jason Dunn, one is John At you know, he's one of the best scorers in the country and Jason and Jason Dunn are one two. And I think you know one of the things um for us is we have to develop a third and fourth score and I think if we continue to do that um, you know I think really good things can happen to us and I think it's going to happen I think uh, it's like you know we have to stay the course and uh, you know when you hear that you know what does that mean I think it means that you don't uh, try to change things every day you just Keep getting better at what you're doing, and uh, that's
0: what we have to do. And you know, when I was doing research in, on the program this year, Coach, you know, a sign that I always look for are players coming back and are they staying involved with the program? And that's definitely the case of your coaching staff. Uh, look at Wes Cole, uh, Doug Ware and uh, both managers, former players. Just talk about how the, you know you bring the family aspect, and that's something you really can develop now in your seventh year with the program.
1: Absolutely. And I think um, it's something looking at the family atmosphere is for us probably the most important thing because we want to, we all want to stay connected to each other and we all want to be playing for each other. And, um, you know, we have obviously Jalen Ross and Jason Dunn, and J.R. Lynch, and Jack Hobbs, and Van Carroll, and all our roster. But that roster is connected to the guys that played 10 and 20 years ago because you you all wore the Hartford uniform. So, um, you know, I always say this, you know, I'm, I'm running the program and I'm coaching the team, but if you wore this uniform, this is your program. And... Uh, you know, you have to you have to understand uh, that the biggest thing for us going forward is everyone is connected. We're all ambassadors of the program. We're all trying to uh, represent the program in a first-class manner, and for us to do that, uh, uh, we just have to understand that we're playing for something bigger than ourselves.
0: Coach, let's talk too as well. It was recruiting, and I look at your roster. It's unbelievable to me. First of all, how, how did you get a kid from Anchorage, Alaska to come to Hartford in uh, Jack Hobbs?
1: Well, we, he was playing in uh, prep school, and that's how these things work if you're playing in a prep school, and he's playing in a prep school, and I went out and saw him, and I really liked him, and you know, obviously
0: Was he playing in prep school, in New England?
1: No, in actually in Las Vegas, at Impact well, Academy.
0: Gotcha, yeah, it's,
1: yeah. It's, it's a big, big academy, and obviously he's shooting close to 48 percent from three this year. He's shooting, uh, you, know, uh, he's made uh, so, you know, he's made 33s. So, you know, he's doing a really, really good job for us. And uh, we just, we have to keep on recruiting guys that fit the system. And uh, great things can happen.
0: What Now, you know, I obviously I look across as well. I see Australia, Serbia, Egypt as recruiting. Can you go about, how, how do you find these kids? Uh, how, where, where do you look and... In- I'm very interested in the process of uh, bringing someone on board, especially internationally.
1: Well, the first thing is uh, I hired an assistant from Serbia. and
0: Gotcha. Uh, That's coach. Is it Smavic?
1: Yeah, Ivo Simovic. Simovic. And Ivo does such a good job. And, uh, you know, I think one of the great things about the diversity on the staff. Uh, is everyone has a perspective and when you have a perspective you also have great relationships and really Evo has unbelievable relationships abroad um and it, it, he's just doing a, such a wonderful job for the program and uh you know it, it's exciting
0: and talk do, do you make trips out to Serbia for the recruiting do you uh, go out there or do you meet them yeah, in America,
1: yeah, you know, no, we fly out there. It's actually it's crazy enough; it's cheaper to fly to Serbia than it is to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, air, what airline is that? Domestic flights, domestic flights are just off the charts right now. Expensive and internationally uh, to Europe is so cheap. So, uh, ironically,
0: um, no. Where do you fly out of, Coach? Boston or JFK? No, no
1: right out of New York, direct to, to Belgrade. Does one Air Serbia? So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's direct flight, and uh, it's <laughs> it's three hundred dollars cheaper than Dallas. So
0: that's am- that is amazing, amazing, amazing. So just pretend you I'm a uh, recruit in Serbia. What do you t- tell someone who's never probably even heard of Hartford before? Never mind the school, but the city itself.
1: Well, I think the first thing you gotta talk about is uh, the academic piece, and then the second thing is the basketball. And then the third thing is the family, family atmosphere. So you you want to start with the next 50 years of your life, you need to have a degree. And then you want to talk about the next four years, the basketball. And then you want to encompass both the 40 and the 50. So four years and 50, um, the family. We're going to be family. If you play here, you're always going to be connected to this program and you're always going to have us to fall back on. Um, and that's something that uh, we take very seriously.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I'm ready to sign up, Coach. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and one thing that does strike to me, though, is no Connecticut players on the team. Is there something, University of Hartford, the AU circuit, is it not connecting? Um, what, what is, what's going on with no Connecticut recruits? We've tried. Uh, you know, obviously we lost a
1: kid to a high major program this year. Uh, he went to the Big 12. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, it was between us and them. And uh, we've done it for, you know, I'd say six years. We've re- we've recruited guys hard but for whatever the reason they want to they go elsewhere. Um, and I can name you the names and I can tell you where they went to school and I can tell you about their mom and dad and I can tell you uh, uh, what happens here. And I think this was before I got here is a lot of the kids want to go uh, and play out of the state. Um and I think if you look at Quinnipiac's roster or Fairfield's roster, uh you'll see the same uh very, very similar. Maybe they have one guy, um but not there's not seven or eight guys out there. And then the other thing is is the whole um and we've I've talked to other coaches about it, the state high school state law about uh, high school coaches not being able to work with their players in the off season is huge effect on uh, scholarship players. I think somebody gave me a stat the other day. There in 19, in the 80s, there was 32.4 Division One players, and now there's like 3.8 a year. So oh. I think the high school rules have to be looked at. Uh, so they're losing close to 30 scholarships, and you say to me that can't be the reason. Well, when you're a freshman in high school, and you leave school as a, you know, uh, in September. You don't have basketball after school. So you're talking in Texas where they have a period dedicated to their athletic, you know, whatever, whatever sport they play, football, basketball, baseball, they have a period during the day and then they do it. So they're doing two a days and then you come up here and they're not allowed to even to do anything. I think that has a great effect for all sports, for all sports. And I think um, you've seen it, uh, live and in action with the, with the amount of, uh, scholarships have been, uh, lost, or I shouldn't say, you know, the players have, I don't want to say been diminished, but they're, they're now, what they're doing is, cause I think it's coming back, they're just going to prep school. And so then they have unlimited access. But that does hurt the high school basketball, uh, in, in the state. And believe me, you know the great Ken Smith at Windsor High School has talked to me directly about it. So this isn't something you know that I'm looking at and not talking to anybody about. This is something that has been talked about. Uh, you know, the athletic director at Farmington High School, Jack Fallon, former coach former here. Former coach, yeah. I've, yeah I yeah I've talked to him about it, and uh, I think it's hurt uh, in-state basketball.
0: Do You know what the reason why that rule existed or uh,
1: you know they they nev- no one's ever given me an answer but it's it's right i mean it is it is you know right in the state bylaws that you know, and i think that's a that's something that you know needs to be um, you know, that's something that is for me affects Everything affects every, you know. Believe me, I would. I have four children you know, I. You think I want to get on a plane and go to Serbia? But I think the reality <laughs> of it is, is um, when you when you when you're going to these other countries, the acts, the the amount of teaching that is going on in these basketball, where you're now telling a high school coach you're not allowed to work with a kid. I think that affects the progress at a thirteen. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and then that affects them really 16, 17, and 18. So if anything, um, it's something that needs to be looked at.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Coach John Gallagher of the Hartford Hawks joins us for about five more minutes. Thanks so much again for joining us on the inaugural Lights, Camera, Sports podcast. Talking a really good conversation about recruiting and uh, the, the logistics of it. Uh, what, what's your busiest time of the year, coach, for recruiting? I assume it's the summer, of July.
1: It is. It's in July. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And is there it's a is there July
1: a, and April? July and April really the busiest.
0: And then the least busy uh, is that May. Uh, yes. That's you no. Know, there's. I'm sure May's
1: our our time where we can hang with the family, and it's great.
0: Yeah, that's the time to catch up. And people who don't know, there's times where you can and cannot recruit similarly at the college level. Uh, Correct. And the dark periods and stuff. So I assume May is a time where you can relax and you can enjoy the West Harvard.
1: Absolutely. And it's a time where my fa- I get to enjoy my family. i guess, got four children at home. So it's it's great, man. It's great. How are you doing?
0: Great. You know, starting the podcast up. We're actually in Boston right now doing that. Uh From a stu- studio in here right across from Harvard and uh, we're, we're uh, doing that all oh, Lights, Camera, Sports, get it going here uh, in addition to the studio work.
1: It's tremendous. It's tremendous. And, um, I wish you all the best. You're a tremendous guy. and you're. Uh, uh, if you ever need anything from me, you let me know.
0: Great, Coach. Thanks so much. And uh, last question as we head to the end of the season here. What can we expect? What's the goals for the Hawks as we enter down the stretch First? February yeah. and March?
1: First goal is finishing the top four in the league, host a playoff game, and then let's see if we can make magic happen in March.
0: And when, where is the uh, tournament this year? Is it still on campus? It's the
1: highest uh, highest seed, so if you finish in the top four, you get it. So that's why you know we lost to Vermont yesterday, but they're going to you know they're probably the best team and it's the hardest place to play. So we got that out of the way. We got 15 games, and uh, we got to start uh, Wednesday night at at home versus UMBC
0: well said hopefully people in the area can check that out and as the Hofford Hawks continue to make their run and coach just describe your 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 practice your days what time what days do you practice excuse me what time of the day do you practice for the team um,
1: uh, we practice uh, during uh, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. and then Monday Wednesday Friday, Friday at 4 p.m.
0: 4 p.m. so that's based off the schedule for the classes yeah
1: class schedule yeah
0: well said coach well hey you got a busy. I know you have a busy day coming up. I appreciate taking some time thanks. out to join Very us cool. here.
1: Hello, everyone. I said hello, and I look forward to seeing you in West Hartford.
0: All right. John Gallagher, head thank coach you. of the Hartford Hawks, thanks so much for joining us. I'd like to thank the coach for joining us so much on Lights, Camera, Sports. Head coach John Gallagher, as he mentioned, there are some games coming up down the stretch here uh, with the Hartford Hawks, and uh, it, it should be an exciting season as they get a chance to try to clinch their first NCAA berth. Um, this year, you know, it's, it's, it has not happened in close to 30 years of the program. So, you know, they're due, it's bound to happen. And head coach, John Gallagher is very positive, always has been. And, uh, I like his chances to get to the NCAA tournament. Thanks so much for joining us. And special thanks to head coach, university of Hartford Hawks, John Gallagher for joining us as well. Stay with us next time on the lights, camera sports podcast. I'm Mike Galtieri signing off.